2: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. Time to open wide and sample Ted's meat and potatoes. Now, here's your host, Head Chef of the Men's Room. The Ted Nugent.
1: Head chef in the house. Thank you, folks. Thank you. Good to see everybody out here today. Are you guys hungry at all? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: After that conversation, you sure. know it. The kangaroo pouches.
5: Yeah. Roaches the on the, the truck.
4: duck. Mm-hmm. The whole show. So Kentucky Fried Chicken, they've been on the cutting edge of uh, fast food for a while. This is true. I would say them and Taco Bell really battle it out. And they're mm-hmm. both uh, yum brands. That is correct. Uh, so Kentucky Fried Chicken, a few years ago, they came out with the Double Down, which basically said get rid of the bun. We got a chicken sandwich where chicken is the bun. Love There's it. There's bacon and cheese in there. Mm-hmm. People loved it, right? A lot of things happened. So today, first of all, what we're going to try is the uh, the chicken and donuts <laughs> special. So what it is is two glazed, vanilla glazed donuts and chicken. Now, you, you can go to KFC mm-hmm, and get your chicken and the two donuts, or you can get it in a sandwich, which is a piece of fried chicken cutlet uh in between two donuts now is it two donuts or one donut slice in half oh it's two donuts wow oh my God. Right. okay this isn't this isn't that half whatever they're right? not skimping okay right this is the real deal here uh do you guys want to try that first you want to hear about exotic foods you want to try the thing why don't we just try it then you can tell us the other things
1: yeah well. while okay we're eating. okay that would okay.
4: be fun While well, i enjoy my gluttony mm-hmm. One for everybody. I was also going to say, as uh, far as KFC
1: is concerned, you know, like not only did they uh, down, did they do the double down thing, but they also, they you know, like they they kind of started man. the whole bowl craze. Uh, you know, they have a, did have a bowl for you a know while. What I mean? yeah. yeah, they did all that stuff. Oh man, we're gonna have to cut that bad boy in half. <laughs> you Look do at that thing right there. I'm going all in. Oh my God,
5: it's
4: a big donut. Jesus, Jesus. look at the glaze in there. Yeah, Here's
5: the thing. These are just normal-sized donuts, man. I thought
4: they'd be smaller donuts or whatever, but they're actually glazed donuts with Mm -hmm. chicken in the middle. That's my mouth. Thrill took the first bite. What are we thinking? I'm guessing right now he's feeling the senseness of the sweet of the donut matched with the salty crispiness of the chicken. It's not in anticipation. He may speak now. I'll say this.
5: (laughs) It is shockingly good, and yet I know I'm taking 15 years off my life because I plan on finishing this. You think you should it put a hot good.
1: sauce on it?
4: You got any? I don't know. That's what I'm thinking, man. Uh, I'm sure there's hot sauce around. Somebody could scare it up. Uh, Portland
5: do we have napkins?
4: Yeah. and na- the glaze is warm. Right. The <laughs> glaze is... And a, and a knife. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot knife. touch anything. Warm glaze. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, yeah, yeah all right. those things. So this is their newest uh, concoction, if you will. I dig but, it. But around the world, uh, KFC has some stuff that you would never see in the United States. Most fast food restaurants often offer things in other countries Simply because of diet restrictions, or just what's available. Like they would never offer this anywhere else. (laughs) Here's the
5: beauty of the United States. This is America. We don't really have diet restrictions. That's why I'm eating a fried
4: chicken sandwich Mm -mm. on donuts.
1: That was amazing. Yeah,
4: correct. Right. If anybody really, right. I mean, and that's the thing. It said Americans love donuts, they love chicken. Mm. It's a natural Oh Oh,
1: that's not good that's tabatillo. That, don't that that eat hot that sauce tabatillo. Looks bad. Don't
4: eat that tabatillo.
1: Jesus Christ. Oh my god, it looks like mud. When, a... when vinegar goes <laughs> bad. Oh, I didn't even know happen? vinegar could go bad. I didn't either. All right. Seriously, I know you want hot sauce. Do not eat that. <laughs> I'm not putting that no, on. I don't know. No, no, no. I know the color of tabatillo. <laughs> it is not brown.
4: <laughs> All right, so we'll go to China first. China. China. in China, they have a shrimp burger. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's basically what you could think. It's just a shrimp patty. Uh, the shrimp burger uh, was a menu creation by KFC China when a scandal arose about chickens being fattened by drugs in China. So basically, they were just like, "All right, well, we got a we got a shrimp burger." The the issue oh, is though, is that you like it, Miles? No. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh man, it's good. Is it really? Yeah. Where'd you get that sprite at? Brought it from home, dog. That was a good idea. <laughs> uh, but the shrimp burger took off in China, and people really liked it. Uh, there's some weird things on here. Like, in India, they have vegetable strips. India's a mostly vegetarian. I know. I know. That's just... I get it. I get it. But, but like yeah. we always say, if you're going to eat vegetables, the best way to eat them is deep fried battered. <laughs> yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, I don't know.
5: When they stop tasting healthy, they tend to taste better.
4: Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, that's a good sandwich. I'm sticky. It is... Uh, it's one and done. You know what I mean? Like, if you eat that thing, you're you're, you're going to bed. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I can see what you're saying.
1: But I don't know. The glaze is delicious. They put extra glaze on top, like the glazed donut. Yeah. So you get like an extra layer of the glaze as the uh, sauce.
4: Yeah. Well, also, it's getting hot. Like a Krispy Kreme would uh, run in your hands if it was hot. Get smashed down. Hmm. All right. (laughs) Sticking with the shrimp here and sticking with donuts, in Thailand, you can get a shrimp donut. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. The amazing shrimp donut that involves uh, stuffing minced shrimps and bet and breaded mozzarella cheese, uh, done with the stuffing. It's placed in a batter. I think it sounds kind of delicious. It's It's not not sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's not really like a donut donut like you guys are eating. Salty and sweet, by the way, is a very American thing. Oh man, this is great. Like if you go to Australia, they are they they hate it and they're shocked that Americans do it. Huh? Yeah, I had a buddy that lived in uh, Melbourne for a while. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, that was uh, that was his thing. He was like, yeah, they're completely thrown off by the fact that we eat salty wow. and sweet together. okay. Which, as an American, to me, salty, it's like a chocolate-covered pretzel, is one of the greatest things in the world.
5: Yeah, yeah. I'm shocked that you live in a home with a spider the size of a dinner plate right. and I can
4: sleep above your bed. <laughs> uh, let's see. I like this. Sorry. From... In Romania, they have dipping fries. Now, I know what you're thinking. Ted, aren't all fries for dipping? No. Yeah. Now, do you ever dip your fry and think, man, I wish I'd get more dip in this? Maybe it's a nice honey mustard where you're out. Or, or a barbecue sauce. Well, in Romania, they hollowed out the French fries. So it's like an onion ring without an onion. So it's like a shell of a potato. So that's Full how you... Full of dip. Oh! And you could get, oh. get all the dip yep. you want, man. Mm-hmm. You could overload on dips. Mike's fired up. He loves that stuff. <laughs> like, thinking about overloading on dip... All right, this one's all over Asia Japan, India, Philippines, Malaysia, Thailand, South Korea, Taiwan, and Singapore. Mm. It's the cheeser. The cheeser?
6: Mm
4: hmm. This is, is an exciting dish that throws away the thick or thin cut crust pizza and replaces the crust with a piece of breaded chicken. Okay. Oh. All right. Right? And then it's got mozzarella cheese. Chicken ham, I don't know what chicken ham is, and pineapple chunks. Now I know a lot of you are gonna say mm. pineapple. Well, again though, I think this is adding a little sweetness to the to the pizza. But I like pineapple and pizza. I'm sure you could say, hey, when you're in Japan, and go, listen, can I get my cheese without pineapple? I have no idea how to say it in Japanese. What? It's like a big chicken pie. Can I get my cheese without pineapples? Mm. But before I go, I'm gonna learn. What's well, the only <laughs>
5: thing you know how to say in Japanese before your trip?
1: Make it a real authentic stop. Don't <laughs> let Can you not We're going to pineapple KMC, on Tokyo. my cheesa?
4: Yeah, I, I want that. I want Taki highballs. <laughs> there is additional toppings you can get on your cheesa. Plus, let's be honest. That's a fun word to say. Cheesa? Cheesa. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to South America. We haven't been there yet. Corn and Philly chicken sandwich.
6: I KMC, never had Brazil,
4: corn on a sandwich. went all the way to Philadelphia. And they got the cream cheese from Philadelphia. Now oh. listen, if you live in the Seattle area, you know Philadelphia cream cheese is a secret to a Seattle dog. It's a secret to a lot of hint, hint, dips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I think it sounds awesome, man. Uh, you're talking about, <laughs> right, cream cheese on chicken, spices. So far, I don't know about the corn. And corn. Well, corn is sweet. It's basically like a version of cream corn. Okay, I got you. Except you scoop it out. But it's uh, uh, it's on the chicken fillet. These sandwiches are so good, you can't believe it. Are you? Are you serious? Yes. Eat yeah. the other half. No. Finish, Montgomery. Come ah, on. I'm gonna sleep
1: before the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: all right, real quick, we'll go to the Philippines. They have the double down dog. That's the the hot dog bun is chicken. I thought it was a yoga pose. Uh, Australia, the parmy. It's a delicious. A blend of Parmesan sauce and oatmeal bun combined with cheese, mayo, lettuce, and two chicken schnitzel fillets. Uh, Let's go to France. You can get a tiramisu and sweet pie together. Sounds like a delicious dessert. And then lastly, in Singapore, they have the whipped potatoes. Ooh. The whipped potatoes. The whipped potatoes, man. Uh, Much like your buddy that hasn't been out of the house in a while, these whipped potatoes... have a warm and rich authentic gravy that runs throughout the whipped potato <laughs> with that dripping effect. <laughs> the whipped potato has a garnish of popcorn chicken and sweet corn plus a blend of cheese.
1: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs>
4: Thank you so much, Colonel Sanders. Thank you to the head chef. Connect with the
3: guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network.
1: Good or bad, what did you feel like you were the only person that this could have happened to? 844-999-OLA. Guess who it is, Ted? James.
5: James. What's going on, James? Welcome to the men's room.
1: Not much. How are you guys doing? Hola. Ah. Doing good, James. It's a good or bad story.
6: This is a good story that started, it started out good and ended badly, and then at the end, it was actually pretty good. Okay. So it's a little of all. So, I'm a Star Wars character actor. You know, we go uh, to different events. Uh, the group called the 501st. Look them up on five, you know, zero, 501st.com. All right.
1: All
6: right. And uh, what we do is we are a nonprofit organization, and we just go and entertain kids, and we go to hospitals. So, I'm at a Toys R Us uh, fundraiser event for Cancer Society back in 2010. I'm in Stormtrooper armor, and I'm diabetic type 2. My, uh, my sweat's a critic. It melted through my glue on my armor. Jesus. My armor fell off in front of 100 kids. So I'm standing there under suit, under armor, and a helmet. A friend of mine who's four—he's like almost as tall as the guy you were just talking to, but he has, wears like a five X 4 or 5X shirt. Gave me that to wear. So I'm walking around herding kids around with a, a, a Stormtrooper helmet on and a 4 or 5X shirt. So it... Started good, ended, went to bad, and ended good. Okay. It was real fun. I bet it
5: was. What kind of ghetto-ass yep. stormtrooper? I, know, I mean, I like, we're kids looking at you, you like, like huh? This 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 is
1: this the one that smokes, smokes crack? crack? I mean, like, what okay. is this? <laughs> this is like... Pretty much. It's like Pretty you're down da- on your luck, stormtrooper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. So wait a minute. Wait, lost it all because of meth. If you weren't wearing
5: a stormtrooper armor, let's just say it's the average day, and you break out into this massive sweat, I mean, does it leave stains in your normal clothes?
6: Yes, it does, unfortunately. But I get used to it. You know, I wear a lot of heavy deodorant.
5: Well, I know you get used stuff. to it, but <laughs> I mean, do you do you smell worse or different? Like, look, summertime, people exercise, people get sweaty. There's a certain smell. It's not always the worst smell, but we recognize the sweat. Does your sweat even smell different than other people's?
6: Mine smells a little sweeter than uh, a little right. bit sweeter than honey for some reason. Okay, James, let me ask sweat you this. I
4: also I gotta say your sweat is very hard to smell on on yourself. No, okay. You'll never sweat you sweat yourself? Could smell yourself, right? Smell
1: everybody else. Percentage wise, based on and it's a little bit different now as far as these Star Wars franchises concerned. But as far as characters yes. go, they're they're predominantly male based characters. So if you were to yes, go and meet are. up with a number of uh, other of these uh, reenactors or people who dress up and do the same thing. What are the chances that someone is hooking up with a Princess Leia, or like what? How hard would it be to get laid, James, at one of these conventions with someone who is also a part of these these types of groups?
6: Oh, depending on who you know, it's very easy. You know the actress Bi Ling, or how do you say yes. her name? Yeah. yeah, she likes to I be had, naked. Yeah, I had a, actually an eighty percent chance of, of nailing that. But I passed it up because I didn't know her
1: personally. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Good call, Jay. Look, yeah. what I understand yeah, I about don't know that comic. You sure it I wasn't. Mean, that sounds
4: like an oxymoron. I had
1: an 80% chance of are nailing sure that. You sure it won like 72.1?
7: Yeah,
4: pretty much. All right. Oh, Whoa.
1: I'm going to let you go now.
3: Once again, bedroom colors, here are the seven words you can't say on the
1: radio. Body mouth. I didn't know Stormtroopers Sucker. Mother. And. Please keep those words in mind when calling. Now, back to the program. Now, if you were to go to a sci-fi convention where there's all kinds of characters. People have sex constantly.
6: Yeah, exactly. It and is... I know that for a
4: fact. I don't doubt that the Star Wars nerds have sex with each other. Sure. No, but these are, these are reenactors. So what I'm saying they're is. Not this, well, they're, they're not reenactors. They're dressing in costumes. They're performers. Thank <laughs> you. They're
1: performers. Okay, right. so they're performing, <laughs> but just the general numbers games of those characters. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's male-dominated. So I'm saying it's a numbers thing.
5: I will say that uh, having been to a few different Comic Cons, now there are people that put a lot of effort uh, into their outfits, right? And it's very, very impressive. I've seen one of the best Predators. I've seen a great Boba Fett, and it amazes you how well they actually pull it off. I mean, down to the point where characters that don't speak, they will not speak to you until they're like, oh, "I got to buy that comic for fifty bucks." Otherwise, they don't say anything, right? And but even the mannerisms, the way they walk, people invest a lot of time. To recreate it. And I was very fascinated by superheroes, all of this yeah, stuff. That's cool. The one thing that always throws me off, all right, so because Star Wars is obviously massive in the Comic-Con world, there are a ton of Star Wars characters and Princess Leia, and now Rey, I guess, are few of the female characters. So a lot of women dress as, uh, as Princess Leia. The other big one now is, uh, I'll choose the chick from DC Comics, uh, Harley Quinn, all right? Right. So before her, Princess Leia seemed to be the way that the majority of these women would go, and then with that, it's not just to dress as Princess Leia. They decided to go slave Leia. Oh, from Return the, the Hut. So you are scantily clad, right? Basically. In a bikini. In a bikini, right, That kind of thing, and uh, stop. Just Princess Leia did not look like that. I'm just leaving it at that. Everyone decides they want to be slave Leia, right? Scantily clad. It it can be alarming. Sometimes, All right. I mean, it is, uh, and the thing is, word, I will not repeat the words that are used, but kind of spreads like wildfire. Man, you're talking thousands of people in a convention center, and you can walk by any stranger. Hey, man, did you see the blank slave? Mm-hmm. La- like, yes, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard. It is uh
3: Reach out to the guys on Twitter, at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room
4: Radio Network. Yes, friends, it's time once again for... Sit and spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some -er swellerific new music.
0: Oh, look who it is. So last week, the 80s were such a huge hit. And by such a huge hit, I mean one guy sent me a
1: tweet and said, hey. Get out of here. I really enjoyed
0: that. You got one positive response. that's the biggest hit we've ever had on sit and spin, we're bringing it back. It might have been the only
1: positive response ever on social media. So what did they do with
0: great 1980s movies? Uh, they made a sequel in the '90s, so that's what we're doing today. No, no, we did no. great, great '80s movies last week with music. This week, it's great '90s music, movie, music.
1: Well, the '80s were a great uh, decade for movies, for sure. Uh, '90s, uh, some of my favorite flicks of all time come like from what? the '90s. The Usual Suspects. Okay. I thought that was a fantastic movie. Uh, Uh, Titanic, obviously. Dumb and Dumber. Uh, Casino was in there. Right. uh, Uh, The Notebook. Titanic. (laughs) That's that's always (laughs) one that people bring up. Swingers came out. Oh,
5: yeah. The people
1: actually like Titanic.
5: I mean, the movie. I, I mean, a lot of people actually
3: it. like it. Yeah. They
5: know how it ends. It ended up being a love story, and she didn't like him enough to save his ass. So
0: what's the big song from that movie, though?
5: Uh, what's the My song? heart will go on. Yeah,
0: yeah. It will go yeah. on. Yeah. Everyone knows that, of course. I so that's what that
5: we're talking song. about today. These iconic scenes
0: from 90s movies and the perfect song to go with. There's something about Mary. That. Right, for sure. That
1: was another for big For sure, one. Brett Favreau. Favreau, Favreau. yeah. 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 yeah so the I I comedy Schindler's List when it came out. Oh, hilarious movie.
0: Right. I don't think I remember that one. Wall-to-wall laughter on Schindler's List. Unbelievable. Don't know, funny. Then, yeah, apparently because I that one. clueless you know, was that nineteen ninety five on there. Yeah, yeah, it's a good year, and you know it's kind of in our wheelhouse. I mean, eighties, nineties. Sure, at my age of twenty four, um, I've seen a lot of this stuff on Netflix. <laughs>
6: for
1: yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Well, these are a lot of these movies when they come on. You end up watching them over and over and over again yeah. because they're, they're that good. And, you know, we talked about these 80s movies uh,
0: uh, last week. A lot of these movies from the nineteen eighty in the early 1980s, I mean, I was a young, young man, but I've seen them later on trying to find softcore porn on Cinemax in the middle of the night. <laughs> sure. You know, so that's how I got into like Fletch and Spies Like right. Us and Caddyshack and all of
1: that. Right, you know? right. Yeah. So these are uh, like scenes in 90s movies where the music pay, uh, played every, a large part. Every of
0: movie this Gene Simmons' uh, wife has been in.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I've I, seen them all. Ended up seeing Caddyshack yeah. trying to find that movie. Okay. So today we have the 10 greatest songs from 90s movies yeah. on Sit and Spin. Let's see.
8: Ten, number
1: 10. See if you can pick out the movie.
8: Uh-huh.
7: Can't,
0: can't tell you the name of the song. It's Die.
7: Uh-huh.
0: There's a mother involved.
1: I believe uh, this is from Office Space, and this is when they go out and destroy correct. the copier. Is correct, that correct? Uh, iconic okay. scene when
0: they destroy the copier. Yes,
1: they go out and they just start smashing <laughs> yeah. it with baseball bats. It's hard being tired a of that thing. That's a great movie. Yeah, and
0: uh, <laughs> coincidentally, uh, the copier here actually says "PC Load Letter." <laughs> so, I will be destroying it with a bat someday.
1: These are the ten greatest songs from '90s movies on Sit and Spin.
7: Number nine. nine number
1: The movie movie is train spotting. Train spotting. Is, is this the heroin scene in the bathroom I or is he throwing up during this?
0: this if i remember correctly this song comes up in that movie several times
1: yeah but it's this movie is hand in hand with that song yeah for sure you know what i mean when you hear it you think of that movie and yeah,
0: they, they redid this movie they did a sequel to it finally a few years ago yeah, i'm yeah. not gonna lie
1: it was pretty good i think that was the first movie in it is it as funny as the first one
0: yeah, yeah, also also a real heartwarming flick, yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah. I do believe
1: this is the first movie I have seen in English where I almost needed subtitles. Yeah, the accents are pretty thick. Within though. my life, yeah. Yeah. Also, the, yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's first movie. Yes. Yeah. These are the 10 greatest songs from 90s movies on
5: spin.
3: Eight number eight. Don't want to close
5: my eyes. <laughs> oh, God, was this... Uh i got got a space oh, thing.
1: Are you uh, what, it? what you're thinking Armageddon. of is the Armageddon? Discovery oh, Channel it. scientifically
0: accurate documentary Armageddon from uh-huh. 1998.
1: And of course, with a name like Armageddon, you, uh-huh. you, need, a, you need a love song. Oh, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: For sure. Wasn't there was another asteroid movie that came out like right around the same time? So was impact was deep deep Impact.
1: Impact. Yeah. Armageddon. These are the ten greatest songs from '90s movies on Sit and Spin.
3: 7, number 7
0: Hey you know my name Hey this feels a little old for the 90s but this was uh, this was in Goodfellas in
1: 1990 Yeah Really came in with a piano part yeah. at that one point in time Yeah with uh, Ray Leo Yeah Hi I'm Ray Leo and I quit smoking. I'm not angry at all.
0: And in no way does it bother me. I think they say the side effects of of taking Chantix are, are hostility. I'm like, no, that's just quitting smoking. <laughs> right, that's, that's, what, that's how that works. That's not Chantix. Sleeplessness and hostility. I've, I know what that is. That's not the Chantix. Right.
1: <laughs> We've uh, moved on to the decade in the 90s. These are the 10 greatest songs from 90s movies. I'm Six and Six. Number six.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What condition? My condition.
1: This is Kenny Rogers. Yeah, this is uh, the
0: scene in uh, the Big Lebowski when he had oh, yeah. he gets, he gets
1: yeah. drugged at.
0: Uh, what is the guy's name? I always I always mess up this guy's name. He was the porn director. Right, right. He shows up at his house and he gets drugged and then he ends up in uh, in the police station. <laughs> this is like the bowling fantasy scene.
1: I just think it's even more interesting that Kenny Rogers started out in a psychedelic rock band. I <laughs> you know. Of all the yeah, things, Yeah, you forget exactly. this is a Kenny Rogers song.
0: Now he does, Rotisserie Chicken. And it sounds nothing like Islands in the Stream. <laughs>
1: These are the 10 greatest songs from the 90s movies on five, set Five, number five. Baby did a bad, bad thing.
2: Baby did a bad, bad thing. Baby did a bad, bad thing. Baby did a
1: bad, bad thing. What do you think she did? Yeah, we love someone so
6: much. You Bit.
1: I was
0: gonna say Pete on the carpet.
1: <laughs> is that why you have the dog trainer coming over this weekend? <laughs> yeah. I have to go to the dog trainer. Oh,
8: okay.
1: Ah, uh, this is Chris Isaac. Correct. What's the movie? Uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, I don't think I was listening to any of that. No, no. It's just no. probably. That's a movie
5: you can watch on <laughs> mute, and it's right. all good. Yeah,
1: exactly.
5: Ten greatest Tom, songs Tom from Tom Cruise Man. Uh,
1: from '90s yeah. movies. Four, number four.
5: Ooh,
1: Fun fact, how much like a lot of people do this in their lifetime, uh, and not knowing, I'm at concert at, uh, in Las Vegas at Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond does this song. Right? And I'm like, he's covering Urge Overkill. Oh, God. No, Isn't that didn't. cool? I didn't know. I no, really I'm didn't know. I'm not that deep on Diamond. You right. I, mean? I didn't know.
0: That sounds like a drug mm-hmm. reference. Mm-hmm. That's not deep on time. I mean. Pulp, uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, yeah. Is,
1: is this when uh, Travolta's going through that heroin thing and dancing with, uh, what's her face?
5: Uma Thurman. Yeah, Uma Thurman. Her. Uma. What a beautiful name. Mm. Uma. Thurman.
1: Right. Also. <laughs> you are sexy. <laughs> Ooh, Uma. Uma. Yeah. <laughs> if, if someone sends you a profile and says, would you like to go out with Uma Thurman? You'd Hell like, no. Is it her personality? 200 years old? I would think they were trying to sell me, like, food storage device or something.
5: (laughs) Try our new Uma Thurman. (laughs) These are the 10 greatest songs from
1: 90s movies on Sin Spin. Three,
3: number three. Clouds to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am stuck in
7: the middle with with you. you. Got more more Tarantino yeah, here. Mm-hmm. Reservoir Dogs yeah, that's from
0: Reservoir Dogs in 1992. <coughs> Reservoir Dogs was 92, Pulp Fiction 94. Yeah, I mean in that two years, just two of the most iconic movies. of Absolutely. the Absolutely. Again,
1: uh, very surprised that somebody who was in kind of a, a more of a punk kind of psychedelic rock group would end up being the guy who sings Baker Street. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. That's Jerry Rapper. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Steeler's Wheel. Oh uh, yeah, that's a fair uh, yeah. first band. You got it. Sure. 10 Granite Songs from the 90s movies on Sit and Stand. Two, number two. We're
3: the kids in America. We're the kids in America. Everybody live
5: by the music around. What a horrible song.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate because <laughs> the muff. Are a pretty well-respected oh, really? band.
1: Yeah. I guess that was right at the end of it there in the 90s. Yeah. It's <laughs> Clueless. Clueless <laughs> from uh,
0: 1995. <laughs> it says here, uh, uh, 1995's Blonder and Blonder is one of the best pop punk records of the decade. Huh. And that this band actually deserves better. In the, the movie? Song, clueless. The band, the oh, Muffs. Yeah. oh, so the, the movie is, is Clueless. Okay. Yeah, from 95.
1: These are the 10 greatest songs from the 90s like movies. The Muffs. I know. We <laughs> made it to number one. <laughs>
8: <laughs> one, number one. As oh, All side. right. For me, for me, for me.
0: There's a saying in the music business That you can't make an old song a new hit And I think Queen now, twice in movies Has proved that wrong Once with Bohemian Rhapsody, of course, from Wayne's World And then most recently when the Queen movie
5: came out You could not get away mm-hmm. from Queen All of those Do songs are think- huge again I firmly believe that because of Wayne's World, when they put out the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, they only called it Bohemian Rhapsody because Wayne's World made that song beat. It
0: is There's a million
5: idea. different songs you could have picked, but they picked Bohemian Rhapsody because Wayne's and World, oddly enough, put Queen back on the how map.
0: How many people had never even heard of Queen or that song and then saw that scene in that movie and it became an instant fan of at
1: least that Queen song? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Ryan Castle. We appreciate it. There you go. Ten greatest songs from the 90s movies on Sid and Spin.
3: Want more of The Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, The Greatest Story Never Told. Available on Radio.
1: Now, Steve, what did you get made from? Oh, for being black. I mean, to your face?
5: Yes! (laughs) Yes! To your face about that? I mean, they didn't call me black. They had other words, but I mean. Okay, all right. Because, like, look, I was always tall. I was lean, fairly athletic. I'm not particularly ugly, at least not so ugly that it's worth comment, right? So, but they went with the black thing. All right. So I'm just like, well, damn, man.
1: Mine was the fact that I. uh, Your penis nose. Yeah, uh, I had a, a nose that looked like a penis. Still do. I so that you, that, continues, still do. that continues on. Like, you know, people are going to bust me like Jesus, dude. Like, it's <laughs> starting to rain. Can I get into that thing? Whatever the deal is. You know, anything. You name it. I, I got that one when I was a kid. I got uh, the fact that I think it was a little bit economic, and it was also the fact that I just didn't care what I wore.
5: Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. My got clothes got that. made
1: fun of a lot. Uh, I had a lot of, you know, just...
5: Not my clothes, but my shoes, for sure. Because the shoes... So, like... And, and I feel this way now as a parent, and it's horrible, but it's like, look, I, I understand I will replace certain clothes in your life. I understand how kids operate, but the shoes, for whatever reason, when your kids ruin shoes, that actually pisses you off. Like clothes, mm-hmm. like wearing tear, to- but toes hanging out and all that. So my parents, well, my father anyway, like he didn't care. It's like your nope. shoes, don't take care of me. blah, 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 blah. Typical father stuff. And uh yeah, man, so I got toes hanging out of my shoes. That was kinda do old. Do you days. uh do you remember Garanimals? Yeah, I remember Goranimals.
1: Okay, Garanimals was. But like there's this, an age cutoff, like bro. I can't remember. if It was a dinosaur, or some kind of weird thing that was. You know, all I wanted was the alligator at that time in the '80s. Oh, so I'm young. Up, yeah. All I wanted was the the horse with 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 the jockey on top. You Actually, know what playing
5: mean? the sport of polo. Mm-hmm. Correct.
1: You know, because that was like what what the rich kids had. What you know, what the girls liked those guys. You know what I mean? So, but my parents' philosophy was like, if you want a button up, I'm buying you a button up. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be this way. That you have to have that brand, but it didn't matter. I wanted that brand. I wanted Nikes. I didn't want, you know, the Stadias that I got but, or the cheaper yeah. knockoff shoes that I got. Like, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to, to dress like, like the, the cool kids did.
5: It blows my mind. So, like, shoes, sure. But with the shirts, I was the exact opposite. The, the one thing I would beg and plead for my parents not to buy me, because every Christmas, every birthday, there's a utility stuff the parents buy. Stuff you don't want but you need, right? Please do not buy me a collared shirt. I hated. it. I cannot explain how much I hate a college shirt. Give me a goddamn T-shirt, right? And my parents, they'd have no problem buying a polo shirt. Difference is, I didn't want it. So if I had known you then, we'd have traded. I'd sure, been like, Bro, I'd been cool with that. Take this shirt. I just wanted T-shirts that said something mildly offensive.
1: So the reason we asked the question, why do people used to make fun of you? There is a 13-year-old kid in England. His name is uh, Cullum Manning, and he recently started reviewing his favorite books on Instagram. How old is this kid? He's 13 years old, nah. and he's been getting bullied and killed because of it. He for started literacy. He started about a week ago. <laughs> Jesus. Each post is a photo of the book with a quick one-liner on whether he liked it or not. So for the first Lord of the Rings book, he wrote, good book, read it if you like Game of Thrones. Okay. Unfortunately, some kids at school ganged up and started trolling him, so his older sister asked some friends to follow his account just to encourage him to keep going. And less than a week later, he has more followers than his friends will ever have. His sister was hoping to get maybe 20 friends on there, and then it blew up. And last uh, they checked, he had over 215,000 followers. Damn. Some big names uh, have reached out to him, too. Uh, Caroline uh, Kepnes, who wrote books about uh, the Netflix show You is based on, I guess. After he reviewed the original book, she reached out to his sister on Twitter and sent him a text, which is really cool. So if you want to follow him, you can find him on Instagram. Uh, Just search for Cal's book account. You know, it is weird, man. When you're a kid, like, at least in my experience, if you, the better
5: you did in school, generally speaking, the more grief you got from other people. So, like, when I'm in Baltimore, man, I don't know. You're like smart t- kids got made fun of for being smart and, and studying and, and doing well. But, and and I understand that will always be the thing. They're easy to pick, generally, right? Easy to pick on. You don't have any fear of physical retribution. That's inevitably what bullying comes down to. If a guy thinks you're going to turn around and whip his ass, he's not going to bully you, right? Period. But mm-hmm. those kids, generally, they're not there to fight, so you make fun. But... We had more than one kid. just remember one kid in particular. By the time we're in 10th grade, this guy's reading level was still like 5th grade. And he, he was picking on people. Sure. I'm like, wait a minute. You're so stupid. You're so stupid. Like, you're reading at half your punchy weight, bro. Mm -hmm. And you're making fun of the one kid who's getting like a 95. Like, I don't understand what's happening here. But you can't make fun of dumb. Yeah, teachers would even well don't make fun of him for being stupid. It's like, but he's stupid.
1: There was a girl and, and we and she used to give uh she used to give me hell. I used to give her hell. It's just the way it rolled. Uh her name is Debbie Klingensmith. Debbie Klingensmith had one of these horse uh ponytails. A big pony. I braided mean, thing. it was almost like she had never had her hair cut in her entire life. She mm-hmm. had long, beautiful hair, but it was in one of these big ponytails. In the way that our seats worked, her big ass hairball was on my desk, <laughs> you know, a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> Like, she couldn't help it. She turned her head and someone asked like her. Like, knock girl, all your crap off. You know, pencils go flying. You know what I mean? Like, papers work. I'm, like, trying to write, and I got her hair in my hand, you know? So it just, I was like, Debbie, come on, man. I'll kick your ass. And she would kick my ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> Debbie, I was scared to death of her. So, because she was just a brute. Uh, so I, I, at one point, and I'm like, uh, probably fourth, fifth grade. I can't remember when it was. But these old desks we had, they had a hole in the wooden desk where there used to be an inkwell. I yeah, know that sounds old, crazy, I know. but that's how old we were, and that's how dilapidated the, the schools were. The schools were built in the 20s, and they had sure. the same furniture in there that they always had. you know. And then there was a little slot uh, for your for pencil. Your pencil yeah. And then, of course, the entire desk was carved out with Van Halen logos <laughs> and ACDC and everything else that you could possibly imagine. But there was another little hole to the left I had, too. So I decided I was going to unbraid her hair, and I did. And I did it without her noticing. And then I took one side through the one hole, and I took the other side through the other hole, and I reached my hands. This is how long her hair was. I reached my hands under the desk, and I tied her hair together. When she sat up, her neck snapped back, and the entire <laughs> desk picked up behind <laughs> <me> like, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> And I just I couldn't control myself because my seat is not attached to that. Right, right. So I'm just losing it. You know what I mean? And I'll never forget how hard she hit me. She stood up <laughs> somehow. Her hair kind of ripped, and she stood up, man. And she she punched me harder. I got I got. I had a roommate who was about six foot five, two hundred eighty pounds. We got right. into it one night, and I mean he beat the living hell out of me. I don't think that he put half the beating on me <laughs> that but Debbie did. Klingensmith did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she just beat my ass. She beat my ass in class. We both went to go to the, the office. Then after class, she beat my ass. She beat my ass. <laughs> and she had a twin sister, which didn't make it better, because they were both out there. Belinda and Debbie.
5: Did they both beat your ass?
1: No, Belinda didn't, because she was <laughs> it wasn't I didn't I didn't give her the business, but And you
5: know. clearly she didn't need to because her sister had to handle it.
1: Can't get
3: enough of the men's room. Listen to the men's room daily podcast on the radio.com app.
1: Game is Big Dummy, 844 ola Hello, David. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, what's up, guys? Ola. David, sober not sober.
8: Uh, sober for now. I'm okay. working on it. Welcome to the show, David. All right. Thank
1: you. 30-second finger challenge here. Where does it go? Kangaroo pouch, oh. dolphin, dolphin blowhole, elephant trunk, or a dog's glands?
8: Kangaroo pouch, for sure. Easy.
1: Why are you so confident about that?
8: That is science. They're mammals. Mammals come from mammary, which means that their moms care about them. And they put their babies in there. It's got to be clean.
5: <sighs> Kidding me? Look, man, it's not about whether that is clean. It's about what that bad boy smells like. Because there are some weird... <laughs> now, that said, that said, I'm going along with you, and honest to God, I'm terrified of what my finger would smell like, but I realized as we brought up this poll today, and I didn't know this about myself until now, I'm very curious about what the inside of a kangaroo pouch feels like
1: or looks like. Is it hairy? Is it? Is
5: it skin? That's the thing I really don't know because you're, you're trying yeah. to keep your baby warm. Right? Does
1: it look like a hairless cat in there, like all wrinkly and pink? Wouldn't it make more sense to have fur though? Because you don't want all,
5: I wouldn't feel well, the fur's you'd want on the, the outside. Yeah. I know that. Like a tauntaun. But you got a baby on the inside, right? All
8: right.
5: I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm going to sneak into the zoo and find out. All right. Here is your first question Which Canadian province? is home to Pink Mountain, also known as Big Shirley, Muncho Lake, also known as Big Shirley, and Nootka Sound. So what Canadian province is home to Pink Mountain, Muncho Lake, and Nootka Sound?
8: Ah, uh, Victoria. That no, would be a that, city, that, that, that not that, that's, a, a province.
5: I don't know how Canada works. You, you don't know how Canada works. I'll, I'll go... go. Ontario. I don't know that in cities. I'm going to go... I know
8: 50 states.
1: I'm going to go Newfoundland. British Columbia.
5: Oh,
8: it is oh, British Columbia. Columbia. Well, yeah,
1: you know what? Yeah, I have the capital of it,
5: David. Sounds close. Hey, okay. man, what uh, what was that sound?
8: That's uh, my daughter.
1: Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. How old is she? Two and a half. Does she know you know nothing about Canada?
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that she would willingly put your finger in a kangaroo's pouch? I'm
5: sorry what was that nothing nothing they're two we get it All right. okay your next question Canada yeah, is funny what <laughs> instrument is Questlove love famous for playing
4: hello Quest love
5: yeah, hey, I'm, I'm here uh
8: saxophone
5: well <laughs> I'm gonna rephrase how I'd say that the instrument that Quest love is almost famous for playing is drums
4: Drums. Oh. He's a true percussionist.
5: And always owes where his pick is. Yeah. All right. A character by the name of Bleeding Gums Murphy. He's a fictional jazz musician from what TV show?
8: I don't know. that Albert? <laughs> you know what? That's not a terrible guess.
5: Bleeding Gums what? Bleeding Gums Murphy. Dick Tracy? Uh, no, Dick
1: Tracy. No, the Simpsons. Oh. <laughs> I see your line
5: of oh.
6: thinking there. Yeah, right? That sounds like a weird gangster name.
1: <laughs> David, just give her a, you know, sippy cup.
6: Yeah, orange.
5: Actually, a trick I learned as a parent when your kid's about that age, <laughs> when they make noise, you put them outside. All right, here's the next question. And, then, <laughs> and lock the door, because they get real quick. They're like velociraptors. Organic parenting. <laughs> yes, organic parenting. <laughs>
1: Remember, kids, wear a condom.
3: <laughs>
5: this
1: message brought to you by Good God, man!
5: See, you're the guy on the plane. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See, this is normal to you, but to everyone else, it's absolutely <laughs> effing annoying. Yeah, sorry. yeah it's okay. Sorry. It's all right. It's like Do a Do you personal.
4: got any? Is there any yogis in the house? Do you ever pack? Yeah.
8: I'm out of chocolate muffins and it's a crisis.
4: That's why you get the stink
5: eye on a plane. That's how Mike sounds when we're out of poppy seed muffins.
1: <laughs> you don't even hear it, do you? David, it's just like it's just. No. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's
8: white noise, too.
5: It's chocolate muffin yeah. cry. Like, I know what the problem is. Deal with it. Chocolate for. muffins sound <laughs> good. They do sound good.
8: Yeah. I, I saved the day. I got her a cheddar hot dog. So she's good now. All right. Sweet. Cheddar dog.
5: Oh, the old cheddar oh, yeah. dog. yeah. All right, here is the question. Which Civil War battle resulted in 50,000 casualties in three days? Mm. <laughs>
4: Jesus.
5: This is a big think, one.
4: Think man. of, like, the most famous one, you know. Yeah, the big one.
5: I'd give you the address, but it might be obvious.
4: So then not Antietam. Right, that was only one day.
8: <laughs> uh, Gettysburg. All the right! Go. right. All now right you right know.
1: Go why. There. See, Thanks. now you know why you've heard of it. That's right. what just happened.
3: Connect- with the Men's Room on Instagram at Men's Room Live.
1: Who didn't know just how wrong they were? 844-999-OLA. Hello, Lance. Welcome to the Men's Room. caw ka Lance, who didn't know just how wrong they were?
8: Well, let me say, uh, a friend of mine was leaving a grocery store, and he walked across a, a girl at her car, a young girl, and she's crying, she's upset, and he has, you know, are, are you okay? And she... She said, no, I can't get into my car. It won't unlock. She's hitting the button, and I'm going to be late for work. And immediately he looked at her and just said, oh, honey, did you try the key? And she says, no, it doesn't have a key. It has a button. He's a little snippy. And so he was about to just leave her and just walk on and go on with his life. But he's like, I'm going to try to help you out. How do you start your car? With a key. He says, "Pretend to start your door with that same key." Oh, Let me it guess. Worked. It worked.
5: Okay. How old was this woman? If he had to guess,
8: obviously it was it was a girl. It was like her it had to have been her first car because she had no idea that the key actually worked at the door. It wasn't just the key fob.
5: Hmm. See, okay. I gotta wonder about that, man. I mean, like you have to take a driving test, right? And they put you through all the stuff. Maybe the first question should be, do you know how to unlock the door of the vehicle that you're about to get into? Because it is
1: the key. That's even why they call it a key. Who didn't know just how wrong they were? 844 ola Hello, Rich. Welcome to the men's room.
6: Hey, guys. How
7: you doing? Ola. Good. This is Rich, the proud driver of Land Pride Music.
1: Oh, nice, Rich. How are you, brother?
7: Anyway, I got two things I fooled these two girls on. One of them is this gal named, uh, I'll say Val. We're driving down a road, and you know the bumps on the road on the highway, right? You sure. know the br- 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 bumps. Well, I convince her that's for blind people. And she goes, what? <laughs> I go, those are for blind people. And she goes, I said, she didn't believe me. I said, how do blind people read? She goes, Braille. I said, the bumps on the road. You know how one's missing every now and then? She goes, yeah. Next thing we you knew, a guy goes down and ro- br- 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 I go, look, there's a blind person right now. <laughs> now, on both of these, my only mistake is we're going to a party afterwards. I'll tell you the result of this. The second one, this other gal named Darsha, and this, both these guys are pretty intelligent. A Boeing truck goes by, a flatbed truck with curtains. And I go, there goes a truck truckload of air. And she goes, what? I said, a truckload of air. And she goes, what do you mean? I said, where do airplanes fly? 10, 20, 30,000 feet in the air? The air's thinner up there, right? She goes, yes. I go, how do you think they check the engines? I said, they go up to the top of Mount Rainier with this truck. They get a load of thin air. They bring it back down to test the engines. And she's looking at me like, Wow, that's pretty cool.
8: That's intriguing.
7: And <laughs> the downside is, like I said, both of them were going to a party. All of a sudden, you hear this screaming and yelling. and You see a bunch of girls, and a pitcher of beer gets dumped over my head.
2: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, right.
7: <laughs> yeah, I got rewarded. That's right, worth it, gentlemen. though. All, All right, right, see have, you, man. Have a
1: good one. Uh, I
5: will say, we used to have uh, a chick named Amanda. She worked at one of the restaurants I worked in. And we would get real, real, real busy. <sighs> Her heart was in the right place, but they're, they're just dead inside, man. Her brain absorb nothing so when we would get busy where our walk-in was you had to get on an elevator and go down the floor right it was part of this museum so Amanda so she comes running in and I mean we're just getting slammed it's like you need to go down the walk-in man when you open the door look to the left we need the bucket of steam all right so she doesn't question anything she jumps in the elevator she's gone for like 20 minutes all right we forget that we've sent her on this fool's errand she comes back into the kitchen and I mean you could tell she had been crying right she's because we're very busy and we're yelling for things we need, which is typical in a kitchen when you're getting crushed, but she can't find this bucket of steam anywhere, right? So part of us are feeling kind of bad because she's really, really upset. That, I looked everywhere for the bucket of steam. And so me, I just turned into me like, God damn it, Amanda. It's in a red bucket. It's in the backcourt. It's a bucket of steam. It's the only bucket of steam in the damn walk How could you not find it? She's gone again for like 15 minutes, comes back. And I mean, she's just boohooing about this, really. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about the bucket of steam. Take it off the list. Grab the left-handed vegetable peeler. And this chick will run off. She brings you a vegetable peeler. Like, the left-handed one. What is this crap? And throw it on the floor. This girl was in tears almost every shift. And basically, she got paid to be our plaything. And she rarely did work because we just sent her on all these stupid things. She would look for any— Listen, there are three live monkeys in the freezer— Make sure they're still alive because we're going to serve them now. Oh, my God, uh-huh. we're serving a monkey. Yes, you weren't there for the freaking meeting. They told you to stab me. We're serving a monkey tonight. Make sure those sons of bitches are still alive. Sure enough, she comes back. I can't find them. You let the monkeys get out. Oh, my God. And this, I mean. It's part of the initiation
1: process of working. Dude, this
5: doing. went on for a year and a half. This is not you were fresh new to the restaurant business. I worked with her for a year and a half. And whatever you could think of, right, once you got slammed, her nickname was Amanda. But uh, whatever you can think of, or like just call Amanda in here and send her to go look for it. Because this girl will look for 20 minutes at a time for these. So she looked for frozen monkeys, buckets of steam, left handed vegetable peelers. And I mean, and she would stress to the point of tears. I'm like, damn it, Amanda.
3: Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Bombing and we made it to drinking time. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say. Bottoms up, sailor! You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink
1: time it is, and as usual, we head to the Drink Desk and Stephen Thrillhill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed, today we toast 24-year-old
5: Kaylee Wilkes of somewhere in California. I'm not sure where, and it doesn't matter. But Kaylee, she's a stay-at-home mom who openly admits that she was extremely proud of her beautiful succulent. She's talking about a house plant that she bought two years ago. Now, listen, I don't know what it is, but anything I plant in the ground around my house outside, I can take care of. I won't say no problem, but I can prevent it from dying. I do not understand why this is, but if I get a house plant, in spite of my best efforts, follow all the directions on that little tag they stick in there, it's going to die. In fact, parent plants use me as a story to tell baby plants to get them to act right. I am the Grim Reaper. I have tried okay. everything. I can't get it to go. So maybe this woman's like me. And that's why for two years, she's like, this bad boy is still going strong. It looks beautiful. Uh, it's been on her windowsill in the kitchen the whole time. And she decided, or she dedicated herself to watering and maintaining the plant. Now, it gets a little weird because she actually started getting such an attachment to the plant that according to her, and this is a quote, if someone else tried to water my succulent, I would get defensive. I don't really understand that part so much, but that is how close she grew to this plant. And sure, that is a little crazy, but the woman loves her plant. Anyway, after two years of watering and caring for this thing, she decided to plant, transplant it into what she calls the cutest vase ever. And right? Okay, whatever. So she takes the time, pulls it out of the soil. She's going to put it in this new cute vase. And that's when she discovered that the plant that she loved and cared for for the last two years, yeah, it was plastic. <clears throat> it was Probably
1: why it lived.
5: A, that is exactly why it lived. Now, people pointed out, if you love this plant so much, how did you not notice that it wasn't growing? How did you not notice that it's changing color? Or not changing color, I guess. And that's what leads me to believe that she is like me, which is if you have a house plant, you just wait for the thing to die. But she was so proud. It's the one plant she has in her house. Two years of watering this. Thought it was beautiful. Yeah, it's a plastic plant, and uh, that is why it's not dead.
1: I hope she still loves it as
5: much. Well, someone pointed that out because she was saying like she was devastated, and someone said, "Listen, yeah, you're an idiot." But beyond that, if you love the plant so much, the good news is it ain't gonna die. Why don't you just put it in the vase that you love so much and keep it anyway? Because apparently, no one else in her home knew it
1: was plastic either. There's a lot yeah. of people out there who love people with plastic faces, plastic a lot of things. Sure, but didn't she like? Couldn't you tell it was drinking any water or not? I think it just evaporated.
5: I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what kind of container it's in. And if it's one of these things that they put in, like, kind of the fake soil, it'll eat up some of the water. And the other thing is, too, it's a succulent. So I don't know a whole lot about plants other than succulents. You don't need to water them a ton. One of these plants, they just, when you feel them, you can tell they retain a lot of water. They feel kind of waxy and all that. That's why I like succulents outside. You can't, it's like a cactus. Mm -hmm. You can't F it up unless you really, really suck. Oh, they're all over my neighborhood. So she did that, right? That's what she did. She didn't know. And, yeah, found out it's a plant what succulent? Yeah, it is. But I prefer when you talk about pork. I feel like pigs the only animal described as succulent. No or one humans. Says, I had succulent. What person have you described as succulent?
4: I think I've said, "Hey, she looks succulent."
5: Really? That's that's <laughs> that's Ooh. what you use. Why not? I mean, I would hope we're cannibals, and you say that would be less weird to me. Like, oh no, he's not hitting on her; he's a cannibal. I'd be like, oh,
4: okay. looks delicious,
5: delicious. There you go. Uh, but we drink to her and her her fake plastic plant. We pour this booze, and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola bitola!
3: Thanks for listening to the Best of the Men's Room podcast.
5: Want more of the Men's Room?
3: The greatest story never told. With Miles and Thrill. Also available on radio.com.
2: Oh
6: man!
7: A Double Flush production.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.